Now are you ready to start? Because I'm ready to start. Okay, let's get into the show. Okay, then. You know what? No, I can't. I really put all my heart and soul you, into that. And I, I put my heart and, and soul into you. that. And I just really feel like... Okay, be serious. Let's get into it. Right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Pick It Into It podcast with Esther and Nana. You just left me on my own. I thought you were gonna do a little. I didn't realize this was a. This is a. I'm just got talent. I'm just coming with the energy, you know. Oh, this Lord. is our third, well, fourth episode. It's our it? fourth episode. Yeah. This is our fourth episode. Right? This is our fourth episode, guys. Yeah, this is our fourth episode. Thank you for all the support that everyone has shown so far yes. for our trailer and our other episodes. Um, we are really grateful. We come back with better sound. We're yes. just gonna work, work, working up, you know, work really improving our the sound. The bank account was crippled, <laughs> but for you guys, anything exactly you want, anything for you guys, just tell us and and we provide, you know. Um, please within reason because we are not rich girls, you know. The bank balance is we really do, crying. We and don't want to be in overdraft to 2020. Yes, yes. 2021. 20, 21. No, 2020. 20. Oh, we're almost at 2021. Oh, All right. So today, <laughs> so today we're talking about um, the film Poetic Justice. And just to, to reinform everyone, we're doing um, a series on black love films. And we felt that was important because of representation and how, you know, I just, I, me and Esther both felt that we didn't see enough positive encouragement of, of love in the, media. in the media. There was just too much, especially in the current time, there was just too much, you know, struggle love movies where, you know, somebody's cheating, mm-hmm. somebody's getting abused or slavery films or I don't bloody know. Just films that did not show either black people in a good light, black love in a good light, or black children. And we deserve more than that, personally. I believe that because black people are more than just gangs. We're more than just, you know, cheating and abuse and struggle love and slavery. We we are special. We deserve for our accolades to be shown on screen. Black Panther was, you know, the biggest accolade we've ever we've seen in could you say ever yeah yeah and we deserve in our more. lifetime yeah we deserve more than that i i want to know that i want to be 90 90 years old and be able to look back and be like i'm grateful for this film industry and the representation that's presented for me and my children and my children's children and know that i'm gonna die knowing that the legacy for black film is gonna continue mm. that's what i'm gonna say that's what that was say. beautiful thank you that was beautiful um, so the premise of Poetic Justice, the film came out in 1999, starring actor and actress Janet Jackson and Tupac Shakur, rest in peace. R.I.P. Um, and I think, you know, the film, I've heard a lot about it and like, I, have I not. guess, not at all. No. But you saw the thing on Instagram about oh, it. No, but I didn't know what movie it was it about. It was from, yeah. yeah. So I heard a lot about it, Perky Justice. Obviously, we know the braids, we know like the outfits, but I've never actually watched the film. The swear words. Oh. Yes. <laughs> we never actually watched the film. And I know Esther was on Instagram and she saw 
a part of the film and I was like, you know what, let's let's talk about it. Yeah. Because we had watched another film. Um, I don't know if you want to mention this film, but we just could not stand it. We could not come here. Let's see it. And it's Love Jones. Love, <laughs> Love, Love Jones. Jones. Yeah. Nobody watched it. It's a terrible movie. Yeah. With a terrible, what was it? Protagonist? Terrible premise. Like, ter- like male protagonist. Yeah, he's the worst, you know? man. Not even a man, bro. Yeah. He's that... one of that, he reminds me of one of them, like, red pill people. Red pill guys. Yeah. I, I, they'd worship him. They would. Because yeah. he's the kind of guy that's very lazy in a relationship. Uh, let's not get into it. <laughs> so we didn't bring that that film to the table, but obviously today we're talking about poetic justice. Um, and let's our, get into it, bro. Yeah, let's get into it. So we've been talking for too long. So basically, the premise of the film is that um, so Janet Jackson's character is called Justice. Um, she should we start at the, the beginning? Let's go through it. Yeah. So it starts like off. It starts off with her at the drive-through, the drive-in. Called driving. Ah, yeah, yeah. The movie theater driving. The movie theater driving. They're watching a film with her boyfriend. With her boyfriend, he's kissing up on her. Um, but she's like, no, (laughs) get off me, fool. They look. Mm -hmm. They we say they're teenagers at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So they're teenagers. They're acting like it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they can drive in America. You can drive at sixteen. So true. Yeah. So what they were acting like teenagers, like just. Let's say they were 17, 18. I was going to say teenagers would be the ones foolish enough to be doing it in public like <laughs> that, but adults can be crazy too. Yeah, so um, that was that. And I, I don't know, when you're watching, I don't know, black films, um, I think especially that's happened in our society, I don't know, there's just a feeling of like, oh, something's bad's going to happen. Yeah, there's just too much negativity. And I understand that, you know, showing the full spectrum of the black experience but it's not the full spectrum if you're mm. only showing the negative parts of it mm. you know the full spectrum is if you showed the the lows as well as the highs but there's, uh, we just see too much lows that we're at the point where we expect it we know it's coming yeah. when the music gets a little music, down yeah we know somebody's yeah, gonna die like someone's gonna die we know yeah. grab your cap grab yeah. your weave and run yeah we know that so when he went to the store um when he went to the store, I was like, he's going to die. I was just like, he's going to die. I was holding out hope, personally. I I expect, well... Oh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, it's a bit late now. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit late, but... <laughs> no, I was thinking, by the grace of God, he will run quick and drive away with his babe. Mm. But he did I it. Thought, yeah, because when he walked back to the car, um, so, he, you know, Janet asked him, Justice, Justice, let me call her by her character. Yeah. So... Justice goes and asks him to get her some sweets or some like popcorn for the movie. And actually, we missed an important part, but we'll come back to that. She asks him to get um, some sweets or chocolate for the movie. And while he's there, um, there's some like men at the back. And it's like, isn't that guy that had a fight with so and so? And it's like, it's him, it's him. And his friend's saying it's not him. Um, and then he turns and he sees them. And it's like, oh no, you know, someone could potentially die. Um, what we forgot to mention before, they're in the car and Justice is like to her man, tell me why you love me. Tell me why you love me. And he said, because you're hot. Like a useless (laughs) nincompoop. He was like, because you're hot. And then, wait, after he came back, was it after he came back? No, but eventually he said, I love you because when I was in prison, (coughs) (coughs) prison. (laughs) Didn't he say, if I went to prison? No, he said, when I was was in in prison, prison, You wrote me poems. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then she was just like, she practically just melted in that chair. Yeah. I was thinking, sis, come on. Yeah. So her boyfriend gets back to the car now and, you know, she's, you know, ready to get down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she ready to like, get down. She was like, you'd love me because of my poems. And clearly the po- poems are something special to yeah. her. So, you know, she loves him for loving that about her. And because of that, she's ready to give him some love in herself. Mm. And she's on... Un- while she's unbuttoned. Yeah, and unbuttoning. Oh, there was no naked scenes or nothing. Yeah. It's while she's unbuttoning that, you know, her boyfriend is shot. In, in the face. Yeah. That's really traumatising. Yeah. I don't know how you'd be able to sleep at night after seeing that. Mm. I know I wouldn't. Peacefully, anyways. Mm. For a long time. Right in ever. front of her, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, even though I saw it coming, I was like, he's going to die. I didn't think, when they walked, when he walked to the back to the car, he walked back to the car so, like, peacefully and, like, calmly. I was like, they need to get out of there. But, yeah. you know. He was too cocky. Like You think? Yeah, I think he was clearly about that life. Mm. And he knew he knew what they wanted from yeah. him. And Because when he saw them, he was, he was even like, oh, man. Yeah, like, he, the yeah. fact that he ran away, mm. he was wrong to just stick around as if they ain't going to do something. Like they saw you and you saw them. Mm. You they might not have known that you saw them, uh, but you knew that they were there. And if you're about that life, you should have took your babe and got the hell out of there. Mm. Not even for yourself, but for her. Because she could have really been caught in the crossfire. Yeah. Especially if like what if she decided to take a look at who did it. Yeah. And they saw her see them. Where yeah. who's to say she would have not been the next target? Yeah. And I think as a boyfriend, you know putting your you, girlfriend in, in that situation. Yeah, because I would never bring put my family mm. in a position where their life is threatened. Yeah. That that would never be me. Yeah. And so for someone I'm supposedly want to share my life with to put me in that danger, to even put me in a position to watch you be shot in front of me, I feel mm-hmm. like he's he's wrong for that. Even mm-hmm. though he died, yeah. and like you know, he's like the oh boohoo, you died. You know, it's still you. You still you still failed in protecting your girl. Mm. You may not have, you may have protected. She may not have been killed or hurt, mm-hmm. but she's traumatized. Yeah. She's her heart is broken, and clearly it stuck with her through yeah. throughout the whole film. We saw that. We saw the remnants of his death. From like he was shot in front of her, and she held him. She held him as he died. Yeah. Like you know, that's never happened to me. I can't even imagine. God forbid it happened to me. God forbid it happened to me. But like, for that to happen to someone, and that be left with you, and it really explains Justice's character in the in the different parts of the film because she was carrying that trauma while she was through everything. Yeah. And she was a very she was very open and responsive with the women, with kids. But when it came to men, she just didn't want nothing to do with them. Mm. And understandably, because it was men that killed her boyfriend. It was a, a man who she loved who died. Mm. So why would she want anything to do with men? Like I probably wouldn't want to see men again in my life. In this in this life, I don't want to see any guy again. Mm. I I'd, I'd understand that. Yeah. Let's so, move to like the second scene. So she built up that wall. Yes. Um. And in the film, I was researching and that the, the poetry is actually Maya Angelou, who is, you know, a civil rights activist and, and poet. So all the poetry, I, I believe, is Maya Angelou. And after that scene that, you know, we see her boyfriend die, she goes into a poem. And one thing I noted is that she kept saying, um, nobody, like nobody can make it out of here. She kept saying the word alone. She kept repeating that alone, alone. And I feel like that definitely reflects her state of mind at that point 
you know we go on to later find out about her family she does her family has died her all her family has kind of died and she's alone in this house that her grandma has left her and so she doesn't have family um and so she's in a state where she's alone and for me when i that that really you know reflects how she she felt um and how traumatic that was it's kind of sad because have she has no family no mother no father to speak of the person who raised her grandma gone you know and then to have a significant other die as well it's it's a pity so two parts she's um i think one thing we didn't introduce um one thing we didn't introduce is that she's um a hairdresser and she's she's a trainee and then she becomes she works in the salon yeah and one thing that um i don't know that salon when i saw that salon environment it took me back to i don't know about you back yeah. back in my salon days my hairdresser days i was never really a salon person i had someone to come to my house oh luxury <laughs> i have so many hairdresser salon horror stories but it's true when you go to the salon that's when you get all the tea and the gossip yeah. and it's it's like they almost feel like you can't hear them because i was <laughs> young there and i heard all the tea yeah. everything um, about them and their mom yeah <laughs> <laughs> especially like in you know london like you get the i remember you used to get the dvd people come in you know oh, yeah. the asian dvd people come in you know somebody's <laughs> boyfriend come and holler oh, how you doing baby you want some of her something like and that and then they'll they'll like you know sell dvds it's like i feel like these dvd people they really went out of business when netflix came and you know amazon prime came and disney plus came this is life is tough it is what it is move on okay and so tupac comes in he's a post um let me call him by his name lucky his tupac's name is lucky i believe his name is lawrence but lucky is the nickname yeah yeah and so he comes in and you know he comes into hala he was coming to deliver some mail and instead, while he was delivering mail, he decided, let me see if he I can collect... He got sidetracked by her beauty. Yeah, know? let me collect <laughs> some numbers. When he came in the door, he was checking out the booty as mm-hmm. they were walking past. And then when he saw... Uh, what's the name? Ju- justice. justice. Yeah. When he saw Justice, he was thinking, ooh, let me see if I can... It's a sweet one get still. My <laughs> it's my chance to get the number. Yeah. And she looked at him like, oh, are you poo on my shoe? <laughs> It's true. The way she looked at him was like, "Sorry, you must be mistaken, but you are feces, so mm. please stay oh, away." Oh wow! And the way, to be honest, the way she acted was like that. She, you know, she played a little game with him. I don't condone the game she I played. I thought the game was jokes. Um, it was funny, but it, I don't condone it. But um, we're gonna substitute some words with some synonyms. Is it synonyms? So we're gonna put some pseudonyms in the words so we don't actually say it. But she the was private like, area of the woman. <laughs> Let's call it a parrot. What? I think a parrot is a super suitable name. I was going to say Punjabi. <laughs> it's too close to the name. <laughs> Let's say a parrot. Well, I'm not going to remember. You better remind me. Okay. Um. So she asked him to come close to her ear and then she was like, you want this parrot? <laughs> Ooh, you no, like, you just said you, said you want to smell this parrot. parrot yeah. And it was just like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> And then she just like, okay. And then she called her boss. boss What's yeah. his name? I don't know. I forgot. She called her boss over and she was like, hey, boss, this guy over here, he wants to smell my parrot. And her boss is like, oh, do you? And so she blew, her boss blew her breath onto <laughs> uh, Lucky's nose. 
to indicate that here you go, small her parrot. parrot. Yeah. And Lucky yeah. looking like you're a bunch of nasty beeps. <laughs> What the hell are we going to substitute yeah, beep, beep, the B word Yeah, beep. I think oh, beep, okay. yeah. So we're substituting words. But beep. I think, obviously, it's, it was an attack and, like, maybe his pride. And his ego. Yeah, his ego. He just got rejected. embarrassed him. Yeah. yeah, he just got rejected in, like, the most... The worst way. most obvious way Where, ever. Yeah. I mean, she didn't give him, like, up and down look. And, like, he didn't really take that as a hint. Mm. And then she decided, I'm going to play a joke on him. But she didn't have to do that. She didn't. Yeah. That wasn't nice. Yeah. And I think, obviously, with Justice and, like, as we spoke before, that the wall she's built up because of her pain. And the thing is, the pain is not just her boyfriend. Um, we later find out that her mum committed suicide. When she was 12. Yeah. And then she was left with her grandma, I believe. And her grandma died too. So Two years ago. Yeah. So her family's just been dying like this. And I'm sure she has so much trauma. Doesn't justify her actions. But I, in... can, I can see why. Like with when you're in pain um, or you're hurting over something, I can. it's easy to give in to laughter. Mm. It's, it, it's, when you're in pain, you want to... You want to relieve it somehow. And a lot of people give in to, you know, bullying. Like, when I was in secondary school, you know, I hurt people because I was hurt. I mean, mm. sometimes I, 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 I didn't do it, you know, for the purpose I'm going to bully you, but that's the outcome of it. And it's unfortunate, but hurt people hurt people. 100%. And I can see why she wanted to just, this moment of relief, to just laugh at him, mm. you know, from the distraction of everyone telling her, oh, why ain't you got a man yet? Yeah. Oh, you need to get over your dead man, da 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 Because like, no one was really comforting her yeah. after she lost She didn't her have boyfriend. anyone. Because the people around her, they didn't bother to help her with her grief, to see how she was doing. It was mostly, you know, when are you going to get over your dead boyfriend? When are you going to get a man? You know, you've been single too long. It was too concentrated, I guess, on pushing the stereotypes or the narrative that women should not be single women if you ain't got a man there's something wrong with you yeah and you have to have a man right now Even a man though, is how you fix everything yeah a man is what completes you what you need to be valued to as be a whole woman. yeah yeah and instead of fixing her fixing the people around her helping her fix the her hole trauma, in her yeah. heart yeah it was mostly you need a man just get a man you know? yeah and then even though she had her best friend it seemed like her, her friend, friend was wasn't really dead. Yeah, she had her own problems. Yeah, though, she had her own problems. It seemed like she was there for justice. Was the only one who was there for herself. I mean, she had a cat, but you know, there's only so far that a pet can take I don't you. Think you know, a, a cat can heal your heart. Of course not. Personally. Only Jesus can heal your heart. Amen. Oh, but in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but um, you know, the next part of the the film is um, Lucky's character. And to be honest, me and Esther both weren't surprised that he had a, has a child. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, we weren't surprised. And he it's, it's him at his baby mama's house, right? Yeah. Yes. And was he, what is he there for? To see his, to, yeah. his girl, his, yeah, daughter. his daughter. Yeah, to see his daughter. And, you know, he's, you know... In, the way he speaks to his baby mama... Disrespectful. Yeah. And the thing is, like, he has so much judgment in his heart and towards her. Yeah. And it's like, what, what, what do you think your daughter's thinking? What she disrespect her mom like that? Yeah. What do you call her mom? All types of all kinds of tomfoolery. Let's just say, like, put them all in one. If you watch the film, you will know. Yeah. 
So how does he think that his daughter, you know, feels watching her dad call her mum the village pass around? Yeah. Yeah, how, that essentially. Yes. How does how does how does uh how does his daughter feel watching her dad call her mum the village pass around when he I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> how does when his he's like he's very quick to judge her. Yeah. Um. But it's as if it's this he's putting himself on a pedestal. Yeah. You know. Um. When he and has his own like, faults. You and know? at the end of the day, he, his daughter still spends the majority of her time with her her, her mother. Mom, yeah. To the point where really... she called someone else daddy. So I don't. You're him judging his her mother because she's a village uh, pass around. And a coming drug, in a drug all addict, earlier than Dow, you know. Yeah, doesn't mean you're not better than her. Sure, I mean, and he there was a breaking point where, um, he he He's, was in the he was in the next room, and he went to go check on um the mother of his child. Mm. He saw that he found like a a bong, like a drug for weed, I think, and he went to go, you know, confront her, and he saw she was with someone else, about to sleep with someone else. And he flipped the hell out and started fighting the guy like a crazy person. <laughs> and then took his child. I mean, personally, you ain't taking my child if you my baby daddy. That will never happen. You're mm. going to be my husband, first of all. But if you're my baby daddy, you ain't about to just grab my child and leave. Or box my my boyfriend, lover, whatever, just because you were in the next And there room. was another baby daddy there too, yeah, you know. That's down. the thing that we forgot oh, to and mention. They, and they fought him together. Yeah. There think, was another baby daddy there. He was very high and mighty. And for someone who had so much judgment for his baby mom, the fact that he said he was, the fact that he said he was going to take, you know, I'm taking, I'm taking my child. I'm going to give her to my grandma. Not, not I'm taking my child. I'm going to look after with, it. Yeah. yeah. It was nothing that like, I'm going to take my child and she's coming with me. Is she's going to go to my grandma. Like, so from dumping, dumping her from one woman to the to next. Another, yeah. You know, if you're taking the responsibility, but to, provide for the child that you created mm. to be there for the child that you created sure you may help you know put money here and there but what's what's money to a child a child don't give a damn about money they care about the time you spend with them the memories you share they don't care about money mm. and you dumping your child from the mother to the grand to your grandma is just it kind of showed it showed me who he was yeah the type of character he was yeah. maybe it was a happy-go-lucky you know i'm gonna do my thing type of guy mm. And you know, when you were speaking, it made me think of how people see having a child with someone as less of a commitment than marriage, which I generally cannot that understand. That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. I generally cannot understand you that. You can't divorce your husband. You can't divorce your children. Yeah, you can't. Once you have a child with someone, I'm sorry, you connected to them for your life. Even when you look in your child's face and you even see the man or like uh, vice versa. Like your child, you just be doing one smile thinking, oh, there's your daddy in them. <laughs> Exactly. Nice, useless yeah. smile. Don't smile like that again. <laughs> <laughs> like even the behavior, you can it it's you're tied to them for life. And that's why it's important. You know, this is why God tells us to save it to marriage. I know not everyone does that, but but I feel like who you're connected if, to is important. Me personally, if people don't want to save it to marriage, I'm I'm always gonna preach save uh being smart with who you give yourself to. to. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I would like if you don't want to save it to marriage, be smart wait be 
you know, make sure the person is the right person for you, who's respectful, not just to you, but to the people around you, to your friends, to your family. 100%. Who, who knows how to love you. Yeah. Who knows how to love you, how you need to be loved. Who is there for you. Who is, you know, ambitious or all the things that you need in a man. You have to make sure he is that mm-hmm. before you give yourself to him. Yeah. And because don't give it off just like that, you know. There's just too many useless people out here. There's just too many ah, nincompoops, hey. box heads out here that <laughs> ah, you don't need hey, to give hey, yourself hey, to. Hey, 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 hey. And do you know where STD is? <laughs> <laughs> because people will really just be flinging their vagina like Tic Tacs oh. out in the streets. Oh, oh. Catching oh. this, catching oh. that, catching wow. everything. Wow. And even catching new mutation. Oh, wow. So please, for the survival of the human race, don't do this. <laughs> okay, maybe that was a bit dramatic. But in conclusion... In conclusion... Men are trash. Ah, <laughs> thank you! Men are okay, not trash. Sorry. We don't support that statement. In conclusion, part two. Yeah. In conclusion... Be smart with who you fling your Tic Tacs at. Exactly. That's great advice. Thank you. Love that. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so obviously he took his child to his grandma. So we meet um Lucky's grandma. Um no mum, sorry. Yeah. I wanna say his grandma to his mum. And well, his daughter's grandma. Yeah, his daughter yeah. One thing we noticed is how he talks in front of his mum. And we tried to put ourselves in a position of of like what would happen as an African as child African w- to an African mother? If we dare, hey, <laughs> do you know about flights? Wow, do you know how quickly my mother will book a flight <laughs> to Nigeria? Even though I'm out of secondary school, she will book an accommodation in a boarding house. You think she'll give you flight? I, I think a ship, she'll pack me a in a bag. Is more, is more. She'll pack me in a bag and <laughs> fling me on the boat <laughs> back to Nigeria. Um, but I do, we do, do recognize, um, not, I'm not generalizing, but we do recognize that, um, obviously different households, different things are, you know, no, acceptable. No, 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 It's not about, I don't care. I don't, I don't care about that. Different households, the different things are acceptable. There's a way you speak to your mom. There's yeah. a way you don't speak to your mom. You speak to your mom with respect. It doesn't matter if your mom thinks it's okay to speak to her like that. I mean, there's one thing having a little joke. Yeah. You know, a little, a little joke is fine here and there. And there's another having a serious conversation disrespecting your mum. That's not on. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. She's used to it. She shouldn't be used well, to it. Well, the thing is, it wasn't directly disrespecting his mum. But no, in a it sense, was, it was... It was, wait, wait, what? Wait. No, but he was, like, so he was swearing in front of her. And the way he was talking about people in front of her. And it was the fact that he was comfortable. Her mum, obviously, his mum was warning him about his no, swearing. Yeah. The fact that she was warning him was disrespectful. Like, how many times is she going to warn you before you before you stop? Yeah, that's because, true. listen, my mom only has to warn me once, and that's what I need to do. Because <laughs> I already know the slack will be coming. blink at you. And yeah. look at you, and then that's it. Yeah, you know, all moms have that special look they give you that tells you a thousand beats if you don't <laughs> stop. <laughs> but for me, how he was, how, I guess, the disrespect that he handed to his mom on a silver platter, um, to me indicated how he treated women yeah um from his baby mom to his mom and it's like i wouldn't say there was no difference but there's a tiny bit more respect for his mom yeah but he still disrespected his mom so it makes me feel like you know how he treats women is it's 
so-and-so. It's not the best. Yeah. And so um, Justice is going on a road trip, planning to go on a road trip with her best friend. Um, her name is, I believe, yeah. Leisha. Don't remember my dude's name. Um, Leisha. The actress is Regina Hall, I think. Yeah. Drunkard. That's Drunk, what she drunkard. is. Drunk girl. Let's call her Leisha for now. Um, sorry, I apologize if I'm wrong. But Leisha. <laughs> Leisha is, they're planning to go on a convention. And Leisha's like, oh, come with me and my boyfriend, Chicago, and some other guy. And she obviously at that time, they don't know who the other guy is. And she's like, I think she turns it down. Just, yeah, she doesn't want to go, but her car broke down. Her so car she's broke like, down. Grind got no choice. Yeah. Let me come. And so it turns out Chicago's friend is, of course, lucky. Um, and obviously he's still mad at her about what happened at the, the hairdressers earlier. And he's calling her all kinds of tomfoolery when he sees her. So obviously when he, when he saw her, he's immediately like, why is she here? And she's like, you know, I can't stand this guy, you know. And so they get into the road trip. Their plan is to go to, I believe... Nina, so during the film, you're like, where are they going? Like, we don't actually know where they're going. And I think that's part of, like, I guess the symbolism of the film, that they actually never make it to their destination. And it's all about the journey and the process that they go through. So they start the road trip. Um, and the whole journey, Justice is very quiet because, obviously, she doesn't like Lucky. And she's annoyed that, you know, he's the guy who's on this you know, road trip. She wanted to travel herself. She wanted to travel there by herself. And so the fact that she's on this road trip with this guy she doesn't like, and she's quiet, understandably so. Um, I mean, like, I feel like her quiet, because remember in the, in the, in the movie, she did say that she had some preconceptions of him already in her mind. Yeah. Yeah. And they were right, her preconceptions. But still, I think the silence was mostly, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. You know, because I feel like you're X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And also, I'm not trying to talk to no one yeah. as well. Yeah. And, like, she wasn't mean mugging, you know. She's she just was, silent. Like, she was quiet. Yeah, she wasn't giving no dirty looks. She, it, was just, it was just silence. It was just very much like, listen, I ain't trying to talk right now. Yeah. And he wasn't very happy with that. That made him frustrated. No, um, I think, yeah, think frustration he was frustrated, yeah. slash... How dare you ignore me? Me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't really That's like so entitled. Because I, I feel like frustration could be like frustration from you know. Oh, you're right. Please speak to me. Please like, tell me what's wrong with you. Yeah. But I feel like it was mostly frustration at the fact that how dare you ignore me? Yeah. I think it was his ego played a part in it. The fact that a woman that he was clearly into was ignoring him, and he was mad at her. Yeah. You know what I didn't like though was he took her silence and was like. This is why you black beeps mm. a single or something like that. Yeah. And I then was like, and so he, she he was like, yeah, he was like, why are you why are you silent? And then that's when the argument escalated. No, he called her a B, a B word. That's true, actually. And that's when she snapped. No, but it started swoop. Well, it no, started, it did not. It did he not was start he was speaking to himself and she was ignoring him. Oh. Yeah, she'd give him one side eye, like, okay, my dude, and then look out the window. And it was like, you know why? This is why you black bees are brrrra. Mm. And she was like, you did not just call me a bee. Brr. That's when she started yeah. like, brrrra, shut up. That's when they started arguing. And then that's when it's like, you get out of the car. And then she got out of the car. And then they were just swerving at each other back and, and like, forth. like, F you, F you, F you, F you, F you. Just for like 10 minutes Both straight, of them bro. look so silly, honestly. They're childish. <laughs> so silly. No, but he was being so childish. Like, like because she didn't speak to you, you're going to 
what get her mad get her to bring her to your level essentially yeah to get a yeah. reaction out of her she did so you have an excuse she to did join his level yeah to go to be like go away and then he left her in the wilderness it looked like the wilderness you know it was the wilderness the way america be shaped <laughs> the twists and turns yeah, he left her and he drove off and then he was dead. And then her friend was like, hell no. You ain't her friend was busy in the back, by the way. You probably <coughs> thinking, where was her friend? She was busy in the back Shout with Chicago. Out. She was doing something. <laughs> I see you like that. Um, and then she's like, where's my friend? And he's like, what did he even say? Oh, um, he said, I left her. She can walk. She need, he, he said something about, yeah, uh, your thighs need a walk. Like, you know, trying to say that you need to lose some weight in them thighs, which is hella rude because you were checking out that booty, so... I don't know what you're talking about. Why do you guys do this? It's like, oh, you're so fine. You're so cute. And as soon as I reject you, it's like, you fat, you fat and ugly anyways. It's like, the hell? But what was irritating was Chicago, Um, her, what's, what's the girl, the drunk girl? Leisha. When, <clears throat> yeah, Leisha. When Leisha was like, listen, Chicago, you need to you need to check your friend. You need to stop so we could get my friend from the road. He was just like, what? She got feet. And that irritated me that, you know, these men were just okay with a woman being out in the middle of nowhere with no car, no phone, no mode of uh, transportation in the wilderness with no direction to where the hell she is. You're okay with just leaving a, a woman, yeah. a black woman, just there in the streets. Yeah. Just like that. You're, yeah. That was fine to you. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter that she's a... That she might be picked up by traffickers. Doesn't matter that she may be raped, kidnapped, murdered. It just, it's fine. And it took her... Lisa, it's her friend, yeah, It Lisa. took Lisa, Lisa being like, you better get your ass up now. Stop that. Stop playing with me, you know. And that, they're wrong for that. Mm. Like, what? where are your morals that you're just okay with a female walking God knows where on yeah. her own? Yeah. Regardless of whatever argument you had, you know, you don't have to speak to her, but she can be like sitting there. And I feel like the only excuse of abandoning someone on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere is if they're trying to kill you, my personal opinion. Even then, I'm gonna call the police so the police can pick you up. But apart from that, she ain't trying to kill no one. Her only crime was being silent. That's it. There's, that's not good enough excuse to abandon someone. Um, eventually, she got back in the car reluctantly. Obviously. Yeah, reluctantly. And um, they continue their road trip, and I think the next stop is the family. The family. No, they sp- it's it's uh, they're getting like the snacks, the gas and snacks. Oh yeah, yeah, it's getting the snacks, isn't it? Um, and I think at the point, the way the the men are talking about, um, talking about uh, the the women and how like ah uh, you put her in her place. The way they're talking is is toxic, and they both encourage each other's behavior, and I think that. I think if you're around friends that encourage your bad, bad behavior, behavior, your bad toxic traits, you know, that's not a good friend. You need no. a friend who can check you and be accountable to you. Yeah, because like love isn't lying to my face about, you know, about the things I do. Love is telling me, even when it hurts, that listen, sis, you need this tic tac. It, it's, I've tried to give you the mouthwash. But you would not take oh. it. And you need a tic tac, please. <laughs> please, I'm begging you. I can't do this no more. I thought you were talking hypothetically and I was like, oh. I am. I'm not talking I'm not talking about you. <laughs> no, I mean hypothetically. I thought the tic tac tac was symbolism for something, but you actually mean a tic tac. It is symbolism. <laughs> that you need for to For a tic tac. <laughs> but I'm right though. Because like 
only a good friend wants you to grow grow in strength and in goodness they don't want you to stay in uh in what's it what's it when you're stuck on one level. Or be stagnant. Yeah, the, a good friend doesn't want you to be stagnant in your hatred, in your bad behaviour. That's not that's not a good friend. Yeah. And, like, I mean, we got a glimpse into Liza's and Chicago's relationship. And Liza? It's, who's Alicia? Who the hell is Liza? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call her L because, you know... In my mind, she's drunk hard. Drunk oh. lady. She's always... Uh, or the best friend. Okay, the best friend there. Yeah. Okay, the best friend. Oh, um, Chicago is the best friend's man. We get a glimpse into their relationship, and clearly Chicago is kind of he's. I would say head over. That's heels. when he says he gives her money, isn't it? Yeah, I would say he's head over heels, but I would say he likes her. Yeah, yeah, you can see that he likes her. Yeah, but you don't really see that reciprocated. Well, do we just see that they just have like you know sexual chemistries? That I mean, because yeah, we guys, don't. Yeah, guys will pay for anything. I mean, they will. <laughs> you don't really see women in the streets paying for the. You know what I'm saying? They don't pay for that. It's guys that pay for that. So, I mean, I guess. Do you think he, him giving her money is paying for? I mean, yeah, maybe. You can see it that way. Mm. That's pretty pathetic, then. Because they obviously there was never like communication. It was all their relationship wasn't anything outside of you know sexual yeah. yeah there wasn't no emotional no deepness there was no i feel this way because of x y and z it's very much give me some money for this alcohol yeah okay let's get it on what do you think about her alcoholism because clearly she has the alcoholic alcoholism problem <laughs> i mean i feel like she has deep pain yeah and deep pain that either she ain't acknowledged or she refuses to acknowledge or she don't know about and she just masks it with, with the just alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. And the fact that she's, you know, not, she doesn't see him as the one. Yeah. And she's still with him. Like, how can you ever feel comfortable being with someone who you don't consider the one? Yeah. And that could have been a discussion for them. Instead yeah. of him being like, oh, you drink too much. Yeah. It could have been like, you know, why? Wh- why? why? And that could have had, obviously, they didn't have the emotional intelligence to have that kind of conversation. But, I think that it should have been like that, you know? Like, obviously, this is idealistic. No, yeah. actually, I don't think it's idealistic. I, I think this is how relationships should be. Should be. Yeah. You know, they should have a discussion about... If you see someone you're with, someone that you like... I know they... I don't think they love each other, but someone mm. you like is doing something that is potentially Hurting harmful, them. that, you know, is asking them why, and, uh, you know, being there for them Once as a support. It, yeah, I, I think relationships don't... They don't last on... Everything is surface based. Surface base is how you look, how you dress, uh, the people you hang out with, you know, the things you like to do. That's surface. Relationships are built on the trust and deep connection you get from uh, intellectual intimacy, mm. emotional intimacy, yeah. spiritual intimacy, yeah. physical intimacy that's what relationships are built off on yeah and being in a relationship where you can't confide your deepest darkest secrets your deepest hurts your most painful moments will never last because mm-hmm. how can you be with someone you don't trust yeah or you don't want to 
even if you trust them, you don't want to give yourself to them completely. Because what's the point of being in a relationship if you only put one foot in, one foot out the door? Yeah. There's no point even being in that relationship, personally. Yeah. Um, And it's important to, like, kind of note that as um, the best friend and Chicago's relationships kind of deteriorates, um, Justice and Lucky's relationship kind of, they get closer and closer together. Um, And it's kind of that juxtaposition of those relationships. Um, And the next thing they do is go to the the party now, right? And I think one thing that I noted is that Lucky's character, he was kind of shocked that there was like this family together and there wasn't any like, I guess, violence involved. Yeah. Um, and it kind of reflects his how how he was the environment is in South LA, I believe, and how he he lived and was like brought up in that kind of environment when it's normalized that violence, you know. And the fact that he found it so easy to just beat up a stranger, or because like. He wanted to, or because oh Chicago, because uh, no, Chicago is the luck, one who lucky. Remember his his baby mom's, you know, oh, new yeah, lover. Yeah, it was so easy for him to just start banging him up. Yeah, <laughs> like he was a pile of mash, bro. Yeah, like violence is nothing to him. Yeah, and you see that again further. Yeah, on in that the is movie. it's kind of normalized. Um, one thing I didn't mention in the start is that this film is also directed by John Singleton, who directed Boys in the Hood, and I think it kind of reflects i guess his social realism genre yeah. of how basically showing how i'm assuming how life is in south la i don't know if it's still like well, that his reality yeah his reality that place is. of that how that place is because like in in certain places it's different for some people some people like look at the romford for god's sakes it was <laughs> in romford some people is a hellhole but to some people who live in the nicer parts of Romford, it's a life of luxury. Yeah. It really depends on your, I guess, your money and your mindset. Yeah. And your environment. Yeah. I guess. Um, and so they just join this random cookout. Is it cookout barbecue? Cookout. And eat this food. And at this point, we see Justice. Um, is she open up to him? Would you say she opens up to him? No. Mm, no, doesn't. there's still a barrier there. But you can see how it's easy for Justice to open up to others. She opens up. It seems like it's just men that she just can't be bothered with, which is understandable with the things she's gone through. Yeah. And with... I think with... um, Sorry to interrupt, but her loving children or liking children shows perhaps her longing for family. Yeah. Because she doesn't have a family anymore. And... Even though she said she doesn't, she said that she didn't want a child. Maybe it's the fear of losing a child that makes her not uh, want to have a child. You know, I can see that. Yeah, she has literally lost everyone in her life. Yeah, she has. She's an orphan, no family to speak of, even cousins and stuff like that. Yeah. she didn't mention none of that. She meant to mention cousins. She, she would have if she had some still. Yeah. So she has no one. Yeah. So even though she longs for it, she doesn't want it she's because afraid. she doesn't want the pain of it being taken away she's afraid to go for it yeah she's afraid to go for it um and i feel like you know lucky is trying to break down that wall that she's put up and not even wall mm. fortress fortress that she's put up you don't think so he i mean is. yeah he is trying to break the wall but like i think it's because like i don't know maybe he's he finds her to be a puzzle and he wants to do that puzzle i think not necessarily. I think if he wasn't spending time with her, I don't know if he'd be taking the time to break down her walls. Yeah. I don't personally believe. You. Um. 
Wait, th- you don't think that he'll take the time if to... they want if they want in a in a close in close space? Do you think he would try to, you know, get to know her in that way? Um. Uh, true. Yeah. I, okay. I agree. I agree. Um. But he likes her clearly. Yeah, he likes her. But like the guys be liking girls to do nothing about it. So what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> That's true. And another thing at the is it cookout is barbecue, isn't it? Mm. We can really see um the best friend Chicago's relationship for what it is. Yeah. Because um she even though she says to the women that's my husband, I think it reflects her longing to wants some she wants someone to want her. I think no, I think she likes the idea of her. having a husband. I think she likes the idea of having a boyfriend. Yeah. AKA Chicago. She likes the idea of having a husband. But she doesn't know nothing. She didn't know nothing about the reality of having an of a having a husband. The work of having a husband is the same work that of having a boyfriend. And mm. I think she understands that because she doesn't really give a damn about Chicago. I mean, if he went missing tomorrow, she'd probably be like she right. she had other people line up. She was like, "Hi, next, yeah, real for real." Um, and the aunties, the and aunties at the thingy, like yeah, they, they can see, see that. that, they can see through it. Yeah, and they can. You can see how it's reflected with with the with the way she just disrespected Chicago and was flirting with a whole other man. Yeah, right in front of right him. in front of him. Yeah, I mean, we're not in front of him, but well, like while he he's there. Yeah, yeah, he could. He was some ways away. But it was so bait that everyone was see was watching her yeah. flirt with someone who wasn't her supposed husband. Yeah, and Justice is a good friend because she sees it and she walks up to her and you know drags her. She's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Like that that kind of accountability uh, we should have in a friend in yeah. that our friend sees us doing the mess and they don't just stand back and just you know encourage the mess, but they go there and like, "What are you doing?" I mean, I know sometimes you just want to give in to the mess, but. In the long run, you thank her when she saves you from yeah. the mess. Because the mess could really be bloodshed. Mm. And you don't want it to be bloodshed. Because yeah. really and truly, uh, it's unfortunate that what's the name, best friend didn't listen to... Justice. Yeah. Because it ended up starting a fight, for God's sakes, when Chicago saw what the hell she was doing and basically puffed up to the other yeah. guy and said, what's up? <laughs> what you doing, my girl? Yeah. <laughs> And then obviously Lucky came and got involved, and that was that. They left the they left the party and went on to the rest of the road trip. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. And come back again for the next part of the video. Thank you. Bye.